I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. It feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. Cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a hot cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts. Cause real gangster ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster. Cause gangster ass niggas think deep. Up 365, I yo, 24-7, cause real gangsta-ass niggas don't sleep. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, wanna be, cocksucker, pussy, pranksters, is when the fire dies down, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> in my black 6-4 Now gangster ass niggas come in all shapes and colors Some got killed in the past But this gangster here was a smart one Started living for the Lord and I last Now all I gotta say to you Wanna be, gonna be pussy and cocksucking pranksters When the shit jumps off, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster Gangsta-ass nigga, little shit. The bitches look at gangsta-ass niggas like a stop sign and play the role of little Miss Sweet. But catch the bitch all alone, get the digits, take her out, and end up hitting the ass with the meat. Cause gangsta-ass niggas be the game players, and everything's quiet in the clique. A gangsta-ass nigga pulls the trigger and his partners in the posse ain't telling off shit. Real gangsta-ass niggas don't talk much. All you hear is the black from the gun blast And real gangsta ass niggas don't run for shit Cause real gangsta ass niggas can't run fast 
Now when you in the freeway talking shit, you the shit Hit the pin and let a motherfucker shank you But niggas like myself kick back and peep game Cause damn it feels good to be a gangster Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, deplorable better half. V-Lynn. Good evening, Patriots. So, uh, we come to you in a whole new world, as it's become, um, as it is a whole new world. I mean, honestly, it is It's pretty much a whole new world. We live in an upside-down clown world. Well, I mean, really, no. Wars have ended now, and Biden's got his win, I guess you could call it, and... Uh, I don't know if I'd consider it a win, though. Um, you mean hightailing it with his tail between his legs, um, abandoning thousands of American citizens in a war-torn foreign country? Yeah. Oh, and and leaving the the uh, the terrorists that are taking over said war-torn foreign country a whole bunch of weapons and ammo to kill the American terror the American I, citizens that he's abandoned. I, I got to say this, okay? Um, it's about par for the course. I mean, didn't Hillary do it? Didn't Obama do oh, it? This is Benghazi times a thousand. Pretty much. Seriously. Near. And Benghazi is what started us down this road in the first place. Oh, shit. So, Actually, no, it's not really what started it. I mean, it started, really what started it was Clinton when he went after uh, bin Laden and missed. I, I meant personally our road. Benghazi started us down our road. No, I was always this way. It, well, never. that's true. It was when I became a... A yes. hold of information that nobody else had exactly. that I knew that so let me what ask was being you a put question, out in babe. Benghazi. How many, how many times were, did you deploy to Afghanistan? More times than I can count in one hand or two hands, three hands. Actually, your hands, your feet, my hands, my feet. Well, no, because you only deployed 19 times in 21 years. So it, it wouldn't be you know, almost, almost all of our hands and feet. So, um, no, ni 19 times. You, you got 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my hands total. and feet. Yes. Well, I I'd have a toe left. Three, three of them were Iraq. A couple were in other countries that are still classified. 
But, but primarily Afghanistan. I mean, everything. But mostly was, Afghanistan, right? Everything was primarily. So let me ask you this: I spent more time in Afghanistan than I spent anywhere else. What the fuck were you doing there? It's a great question. What and was I've the got, point? Got a lot of veterans asking that question today. Why were we there? What did we do? What was the point? What was all? What was the reason for all those guys dying? Almost three thousand of them. Yeah. Why? And that's not to count the American citizens that were just abandoned. They were told to shelter in place and hide wherever they can because there's apparently the airport in Kabul is under fire. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. You ain't getting out. They they airlifted uh, a whole bunch of people out of the embassy today. Yeah. In well, inclu- including a French senator or a French ambassador, yeah. which I'm like. Yeah. So they. Those, so wait a minute. The French ambassador comes before your American. Uh, journalists, citizens. Uh, well, I can care less about the journalists. Vacationers. Ooh. Who goes to Afghanistan on vacation? But Apparently. you had embassy staff that was there, and you mean to tell me a French ambassador came before American embassy staff personnel? Oh yeah, and on on American helicopters leaving? Well, yeah, because he's a a globalist and elitist, you know. Fuck the peons. He must be New World Order. Type. Must be, must be, absolutely. But that's why we opened the show with "Damn, it feels good to be a gangster." Yeah, because Joe Biden is. Definitely rolling gangster. Numero and, uno gangster. Hey, I, right I got now. a question for you. Yep. So, in all of this, right? Where's Joe? According to the memes, he's sitting alone in the well. Not just the memes, but the White House Twitter page. He's sitting alone in his Situation Room at Camp David. At Camp David, he's on vacation. He's watching Donald Trump videos. From what I understand. Oh my God, that was fun. I tell you what, people, if you have not seen the memes going around, they are. Freaking hysterical. I actually, I was looking for the original picture that the White House put out, and I don't have the White House on my Twitter feed. I have to go look for it because fuck them. Um, and I, I kept thinking I was pulling it up, and I was pulling up memes, like meme after meme, and showing Mick, and oh my God, they were hysterical. There was a bunch with like, there was a picture of Hunter, and Hunter's all passed out in a bath with freaking Coke smoking running out of crack. his nose and yeah. smoking crack. It was actually pretty funny. I actually might have been Parmesan cheese running out of his nose. Another one with Biden Coke. watching Peppa Pig. Yeah. And uh, there was another one with, uh, oh, what was her name? Uh, uh, oh, no. But the funniest, obviously, was Donald Trump's speech that he gave Jan- the night of January 6th so, um, when he was telling everybody to go home and Joe Biden's sitting there watching it intently. I, I got to play this real quick because it's funny. It's so funny. Go to our Instagram page if you want to see it because we're going to definitely post Telegram. It or Telegram. Sorry. Yes. Although I do think I have to start a Facebook and if they'll let me back on Facebook under a different account and an Instagram. Just Good luck to, with that. To hit all that. Well, we'll see if my IP address has been flat out like shit canned or if I can like start, mine? yeah, or if I can start a different account, maybe I'll do it off the kid's phone. Oh, uh, that, yeah. I mean, then they're going to be responding to people. I mean, I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll do it off my computer. Anyway, here's the, um, dude, you sound like a nerd. The <laughs> Donald Trump meme. I get so see that. With Joe Biden, Joe Biden. And I know you guys can't really see this. Um, but So, dip, 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 dip. if you can see this, it's uh, Joe Biden sitting in the Situation Room at Camp David with Donald Trump on the screen. This is the meme. Oh, my God. Here we go. And it's got an actual played part to it, which is really cool. I know you hurt. We had an election that was stolen. You have to go home now. We have to have peace. Go home, Joe. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never Follow been the a Secret time Service like agent, Joe. Not such a thing happened. We can't 
play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Go home, Joe. And not to the White House. So, uh, yeah, as we start this, obviously, we're going to get deep into um, Afghanistan because that is just... uh, uh, you can call it, uh, I've already heard CNN referring to it, um, and NBC and some other liberal media sources that are still defending the white house and everybody else. They are already calling it Joe's win, uh, which I really confused how this is turning out to be Joe's win. Um, and, uh, but anyway, if you haven't heard, uh, Kabul collapsed today, uh, collapsed this morning. Uh, Ashraf Ghani is running for the hills, uh, trying to get the hell out of the country before he gets his head cut off. Uh, plus all the Americans right now that are stranded in, uh, in the, uh, Bagram air base at the airfield waiting for flights out, uh, which I'm really confused by, uh, why they're waiting for flights out. They should have already been gone, but whatever. Um, the Taliban is pretty much seize control of the presidential palace in Afghanistan, which again, I ask a, for the umpteenth fucking time, what were we doing there? Why were we there if not to keep these people at bay? Um, that was, I mean, I always under, understood it that look, every time, the only thing I think is maybe what we did there. And I, I was thinking about it all day because I'm like, man, I, I feel I, it's, it's really weird to be in this situation. I kind of understand like what my father went through and maybe some other Vietnam vets went through coming home. Uh, what were we doing there? And the one thing, the only thing I can think of is, uh, especially after dealing with all the shit that I dealt with and not sleeping at night, uh, you name it, the thoughts of, well, I'm not fucking going to heaven because I know what the fuck I did over there. And I know how many people I killed. Um, the only thing I think I, I did or possibly have could have done is maybe the group, the elders that are now elders, because they wouldn't have been elders had we not eliminated X number of generations while we were there. Uh, we killed a lot of Afghans when we were there. Um, there's a lot of more serious folk that were eliminated by us. And the only thing I think is maybe in doing that, maybe Afghanistan and the people in Afghanistan are going to see possibly some sort of peace. And that's really hard to say, especially in that part of the world, because they have literally been fighting ever since the country was founded. I don't think they know a year of peace. So maybe, maybe they will find some peace. The ones I'm really worried about are interpreters that I know that were still there um, folks that supported the U S that are now They're more than likely the ones lining up for flights to get out, going to die. Um, y'all heard, you know, Dostum's story, um, uh, and the 12 soldier or the 12 strong story about, uh, team, uh, by five, nine, uh, which was over there early on in the war. And general Dostum was one of the big Afghan generals that helped us uh, get to Marjorie Sharif to stop the Northern, uh, help the, well, basically it was the Northern Alliance that stopped the Taliban movement from 
the north to the south. And within days, uh, them and 12 American Special Forces guys stopped that from happening. Um, and less than 21 days when they really only had 30 days to do it, because if they didn't do it in that time frame, it would have snowed in the passes and it would have been, you could never have made it. Um, the fact that they did that with his help, that's pretty impressive. Uh, but there's other people just other than general Dostum, there's all sorts of other people, for instance, um, from, uh, the uh, Red Wings, Operation Red Wings, the family that helped Marcus Luttrell get out of Afghanistan. Uh, still good friends with Marcus Luttrell. Uh, still live in Afghanistan. Really worried for him because I guarantee they've seen the movie. They're coming after him. They're going to, they'll cut his head off too. Uh, this is Sharia law. That's what they're going to bring back. I, I hear the beheadings have already begun. The women in Afghanistan, good luck with that one. Because that is no joke. They stone. I watched, I saw a video of them stoning a woman to death. That is just the most horrible thing you could ever see. I can't unsee that. Um, I've seen the bad videos where they cut people's heads off. It's it's no joke. Sharia law is one way or the highway. And the highway is normally the option you get. And that highway means it's not a highway. It means you're going to put your head over a log and somebody can cut your head off. So uh, this is all going on as we speak right now because... Afghanistan has fallen back into Taliban control after 20 years of us saying, no, it's not going to fall back after 20 years of us keeping them at the Pakistan border. Literally the Taliban has been stuck at the Pakistan border for the last 20 years. They have not been allowed to come back into the country full force and, uh, leave it to uh, bumbling, dumbling Joe Biden to go ahead and, Oh, on our withdrawal, we're going to go ahead and screw this up for you all so bad that not only will you be able to take back the country, but within 72 hours, you will take back the whole country. And that's exactly what the fuck he just did. 72 hours, the Taliban have taken back control of the whole country. But but our-, our All 59 provincial provinces. Our intelligence said that they would it would take them at least a month, maybe a month and a half to get to the presidential palace in Kabul. No? I thought me and you always used to talk about military intelligence as if it was an oxymoron. Babe, when you graduated from military intelligence school, I said, congratulations, you're no longer just a moron. Now you're an oxymoron. Because <laughs> they're right about as many times as my broken watch is a day. Oh. And I've got a broken watch and it's right twice a day. Since, since you used to count yourself among them, that's not, <laughs> that's not high praise for your cohorts. No, I considered myself above them. I never considered myself among, among them. them. Okay. Well, but so anyway, it did happen. And uh, hold, hold on. I have some interesting clips to play here. This this is this starts out from April 14th of this year and progresses on. So um, so let's see what Biden has to say about this. We'll not conduct a hasty rush to the exit. We'll do it. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately and safely. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam? None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable. Likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Don't you bear some responsibility for the outcome? The Taliban ends up back in control and women end up losing the rights. No, I don't. Do I bear? 
Many people believe Joseph. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. Yeah. So about that. He, uh, this is, uh, like I said, this has been going on now all day today. I'm not, if you haven't been watching the news, let us catch you up. Sunday, despite 20 years of training and billions of dollars of American aid, uh, began with a series of deals brokered through rural villages between the militant group and some of the Afghan government, lowest ranking officials. The Taliban has seized control of Kabul and all of Afghanistan today. Oh, and by the way, this piece is coming out of the Washington Post, and it was written by uh, Susanna George. Uh, the deal initially offered last early last year were on, often described by Afghan officials as a ceasefire, but the Taliban leaders were in fact offering money in exchange for government forces to hand over their weapons, according to an Afghan officer and a U.S. official. Hmm. Over the next year and a half, the meetings advanced to the district level, where it rapidly uh, onto provincial capitals, culminating in a breakthrough series of negotiated surrenders by government forces. According to interviews with more than a dozen Afghan officers, police, special operations troops, and other soldiers, so basically, what was going on in the background, what was not aware to Joe or even Donald Trump, for that matter, um, is that yeah, there was be peace being brokered throughout the country, but the peace that was being brokered was that. The government troops, when the time came, were going to hand over their weapons, their arms, their vehicles, and our everything weapons, else. Our arms, our vehicles. Which was supplied, if you'd let me fucking finish, Sorry. which was supplied by the United States. Turn them all over to you know, Taliban control. Now the Taliban's got all of our ammo. They've got all of our guns. they got all the shit they need to do their job. Um. Within more than a week, Taliban fighters overran more than a dozen provincial capitals and then entered Kabul with no resistance. They didn't fight anybody. They just walked in backwards and said they were leaving. Uh, in a breaking series of negotiated surrenders by government forces, according to the interviews with more than a dozen Afghan officers, police, special troops, uh, triggering a departure of Afghan's president and the collapse of his government. Afghan support, security forces and districts ringing Kabul and itself simply melted away. By nightfall, police checkpoints were left abandoned and militants roamed the streets freely. The peace of the military collapse was stu has stunned American officials. And, oh, by the way, there was helicopters landing on the U.S. Embassy getting people out of Afghanistan, just so you're all aware. Um, and uh, for, uh, forcing the U.S. government to dramatically accelerate efforts to remove personnel from its embassy in Kabul. The Taliban seized the capital and uncertainty caused by February 2020 agree agreement. Of course, now they're trying to play, put this back on Trump's shoulders, but it really isn't. Um, the Taliban capitalized on an uncertainty caused by the February 2020 agreement reached in Doha, Qatar, between the military militant group and the United States calling for a full American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Some Afghan forces realized they would no longer be able to count on American air power and other crucial battlefield support and grew receptive to the Taliban approaches. That's because if they were against the Taliban approaches, they would have got their fucking heads cut off. That's literally what that means. There's only, like I told you, there's one way or the highway. There is no middle ground with these people. They're either going to cut your head off or they're not. Uh, so. Wait, I've got another one. This this one's from July 8th. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world and an Air Force, 
against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They did not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the the North Vietnamese army. They're not not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the of the united states from afghanistan it is not at all comfortable so the question now is where do they go from here that the jury is still out but the likelihood there's going to be the taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely you you liar so yeah He's not telling the truth there. He hasn't been telling the truth since the day he entered office. What's new? Um, it was also referred to in this piece. Uh, this is Afghan's, the name of this piece, Afghanistan's military collapse, illicit deals and mass desertions. They saw the, the document at the end, the officer said, referring to the majority of Afghans aligned with the government. The day the deal was signed, they saw the exchange. Everyone was looking out for themselves. It was like the United States left us to fail. That's exactly what the Afghans said. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. This is uh, very disturbing, at at, at best. Um, there's, <clears throat> we've left a, a big hole over there that now has to somehow. We have to figure it out. I mean, because you just can't let Afghanistan sit there, unabated. Um, because you know the Russians and the Chinese, they're going to try and sweep in there. Actually, the Chinese, the Russians are. won't. The Russians no, the, won't. The Chinese are they are they've already got their fingers in that pie. That's, oh yeah, that's they took why all this the, happened. They bought all the mines in Afghanistan. Yes, no, that, so. that's why this happened. You know, the the Chinese told Biden, "Hey, go run and hide at uh, at Camp David while while we take shit over here. You pull out, we'll 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 take a second fiddle there." You know, so they, uh, they like sloppy seconds. We've got that one. To look forward to. And then the Afghan government collapses as the Taliban sweeps in. U.S. sends more troops to aid in the chaotic withdrawal. Uh, this one came out uh, as of today at 8.06 p.m. Uh, they have footage of rifle-toting Taliban uh, fighters occupying the presidential palace, rolling up in the Afghan national flag, stood as a defining image of the lated uh failed U.S. effort to transform the Afghan society. Again, this came from the Washington Post. Um, Decades from now, these images will be invoked as a vivid example as to the limits of U.S. power. I love how the Washington Post talks about the United States as if they do not live in the United States. I'd love to know what type of power any other country has that would protect the Washington Post. I don't know of a single country that would offer them any protection whatsoever. So if you hate it here so much, Washington Post, journalists get the fuck out please go live in another country 
I, I'd love to see you go live in Afghanistan for a while. Or China. Uh, no, no, I want them to go to Afghanistan. I want them to live in Afghanistan. I want them to live in Afghanistan without U.S. presence on the ground in Afghanistan. I would love to see what happens to them. Because the first Washington Post reporter that's taken out to the field and gets his head chopped off, I will enjoy watching it. That would be something I would actually enjoy. Not for the blood and gore of it, but for the I told you so effect that, hey, you live in America. Live in America. Don't talk shit about this country when you live here. I don't think that's hard to understand. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What do you think? Hard to understand? Um, I think that the Washington Post, hmm, should suck it, honestly. Well, I think they should take their owner and go out there too, but that's yes, just me. Yes, no, mo- most definitely. I'm, I'm, I don't even know. I'm wondering what this is all a distraction from. I don't know if this is a distraction though, because this is like, uh, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be used and hold okay. your, hold your comments till I'm done. Hold your comments till I'm done. I got a feeling this is going to be used as a rebuttal to what's her nuts. Uh, Bush, uh, Corey Bush's little outburst she had last week Yeah, about I'll keep my security. You guys won't get any police and fuck you deal with it. Suck it up, buttercup. I put money that this is their rebuttal to that. And now they have something that they think they can blame Trump on because now they're going back to February, 2020 when the original peace accord between the Taliban and the U S was signed in Doha. So now they're going to use this for their trumpet that they're going to use during the 2022, um, race, the, the, the governing race. So now they have their little nodule. The problem with this is, is what they don't understand is they're losing it. No, 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 no. They, they had the audacity to do this and had even a bigger audacity for, uh, Biden to run and hide at Camp David. And now the question becomes, is it really as strong as what they think it is because they just made him look really, really weak by doing this? Well, this is what Jen Psaki said like four days ago. Hold on. Has to make an assessment about the Taliban also has to make an assessment about what they want their role to be in the international community. The The Taliban has to make an assessment about what they want their role to be in the international community. You You want me to play that again? What was the question though? Um... Because I find that odd that they cut that little snippet out. You know what I'm saying? There's more to that. And I'd love to hear what the question was to understand what her answer is. Because without understanding the question, you can't really understand the answer she was given. And they only cut it to like three seconds, which... Here, I got the whole thing. Afghanistan, the Taliban has made big gains this week. They're surrounding a number of cities. They've taken control of a provincial capital. They assassinated government officials. Has all of that caused any uh, reflection, second thoughts on the part of the White House when it comes to the Afghanistan policy or any changes in the strategy there? 
Well, first, uh, let me strongly condemn on behalf of the government, of course, the assassination of Dawa Khan Manipal, the director of the Afghan Governmental Information Media Center. His murder follows the bombing attack in Kabul earlier this week that targeted the acting Afghan defense minister. The Taliban has claimed responsibility for this later attack, and there's no reason to doubt reports they are responsible. Uh, additionally, there are credible reports, as you've touched on, of atrocities and retaliation against civil civilians in other Taliban-controlled areas, uh, which, of course, we are closely tracking and concerned about. Uh, if the Taliban, our view, said that if the Taliban claim to want international legitimacy, these actions are not going to get them the legitimacy they seek. Uh, they do not have to stay on this trajectory. They could choose to devote the same energy to the peace process as they are to their military campaign. We strongly urge them to do so. This is what the Afghan people so urgently need, deserve uh, after decades of war, and is very much in Afghanistan's neighbor's interest to invest renewed energy into a peace process that promotes a peaceful Afghanistan and stable region. That was leading up to that. Well, what she said just before that. I, I, I'm she again blames Afghanistan, essentially. She doesn't, there's no, if you, if you listen to what she said, she takes absolutely no responsibility as for the U.S. form of what was taking place within Afghanistan. No, which, I would say. Uh, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second uh, there, lady. What we should have done was gone in, killed Osama bin Laden originally when we had the chance uh, way back in 2001 when we were up there in the hills chasing his dumbass and uh, he kept running away and uh, we had a chance to kill him. And then Washington told us to back the hell off. And that was under Bush one or well, Bush two, I should say. Um, and then actually when he should have been killed was the original strike that they tried to get him with some Tomahawk cruise missiles that Clinton fired, but Clinton wasn't sure whether or not to shoot them for almost 13 hours. Somebody's going to move in 13 hours. Uh, you knew you had to kill him then. And he didn't become a primary target that the U.S. people even knew about until September 11, 2001. Nobody had ever even heard Osama bin Laden's name ever uttered. If we had got him then, September 11th would never have happened. Uh, so honestly, if you want to place blame at somebody's shoulders, I, I'd put it all the way back on Clinton and say, hey, look, dude, it was your fault. Uh, Clinton, Bush... Bush, Clinton, all protecting Osama bin Laden. Were they, though? I mean, honestly? Were, were they not? Is it, could it be that, you know, we had the military industrial complex ramping them up to get them ready to, for war so they could make more money? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we're seeing it now with, because uh, what, did, what did I just hear the other day that fucking, uh, Pfizer and uh, Moderna and uh, Johnson and Johnson stand to make four point five billion dollars alone off of vaccines. I mean, off the booster shots, they've already made twenty eight billion dollars yeah. off the vaccines. Yeah, off but the they're boosters. They're talking total in total. By the time this is all said and done, they're estimated at forty five billion dollars. Forty five billion. I wouldn't know what to do with one billion. Well, yes, I would. Uh, forget that. Uh, scratch that. I we'd we'd buy and, and I wouldn't know what to do with three billion dollars. I can tell you what I'd be doing with one. I know what I'd do with two and we'd three. Buy an I'd F14 be questioning and some nuclear weapons, like Biden advised. But it, I'm I'm just saying. I, this is just to say that this falls on one person. Is is this a calamity of errors? Absolutely. Does the buck stop at Joe's desk? Absolutely. 
uh, is just showing his ass right now. As far as I'm concerned, for a country that has been so involved in Afghanistan, for a person who's been to Afghanistan more times I can count, um, the I can tell you right now we are definitely showing our ass. It is not a good look for us right now what's going on in Afghanistan. Well, Letting this happen again, this is, you know... History repeats itself over and over again. No, no, because in Iraq, they had a better outcome than no, no, I we're know. leaving I'm, in Afghanistan. I'm talking about Vietnam, though. History repeating itself. But let me ask you this. So, you know, you, you touched on they're trying to blame it on Trump because, and I've heard it all day long. Yep. It's Trump's, Trump was the one that wanted to pull us out, this, that, and the other. When did Trump want to put us, pull us out? When were we supposed to be out? Uh, if I understood what Trump wanted to do, it wasn't for another two years. But the initial troop withdrawal was supposed to be in May. Yeah. Well, when they started to actually withdraw combat forces, they were talking about combat forces. Yeah. Biden sped that all up. A police force. But uh, let me get to my point. Why would Trump pull them out in May rather than in August? You know a bit about war fighting. Well, that doesn't make any sense either. Because uh, May is the beginning of the spring when they're just coming out of the winter and they're not fully ramped up for war. But by well, the no, end no, of the no. summer, they've been going for Movement four or five months. Movement is easier. Movement is easier. Uh, if you do it at any time in that country, you do it between September and, September and October. You start to pull people because the snow is about to start falling. The passes are about to become impassable. October is really the dead. That's it. I mean, if I were going to do it and you have the air power to do it, which we do, you do it in October. That is when you pull troops out because the snow falls down. The initial snow falls down. The passes are impassable already. There's no way they're getting from one side of the country to the other side of the country at any hastily speed. They did it in July, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, It is the most driest part of the year in Afghanistan. You have freedom of movement everywhere. And I don't know if they were counting on Ramadan, but if they were counting on Ramadan, Ramadan's not for another month. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense either. Ramadan doesn't happen until September. So I'm I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. What is the point of pulling our troops unless you need a spectacle? Yeah. What is it a distraction from? I don't know if it's so much a distraction as in, hey, I can do this now. Watch what it will do to the Republicans in 2022. This is going to be, you watch, I will, I will even stake some money on this. If somebody wants to bet me some cash, I'll even put some cold hard cash on this. I am betting right now that in 2022, one of the big liberal points for all these senators and congressmen that have to get elected again, I bet that they say that I didn't support Donald Trump. I didn't support Donald Trump's failure to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan. I put money on it. And that becomes a sticking point for their campaigns. I, see, I don't know that that's going to play. And you know why? Why? Because they've already lost CNN. Well, so, I mean, not me, necessarily me, because hold, CNN hold is praising the Taliban for what? For wearing masks. For wearing masks. They're praising... No. Hey, you dumbasses yeah. at CNN. They cover their faces because they ain't stupid. They know what we've done with cameras. They know how we track them. They know how we go after them. They know how when they look up in the sky and they look at a predator drone that, hey, shit, that's called 20 years worth of warfare right there. That's what that is. That is called tactical 
uh, awareness. That is called self-awareness on the battlefield. That's what that's called, CNN. It's not about, well, pff, they were wearing masks because they were worried of COVID. No, you dumbasses. No. Had nothing to do with that. No, that's Brian Stelter, Mr. Potato Head, being a fucking dumbass right there with his cohort, Don Lamont. But I'm done. But they, but, they, but they weren't wearing masks when they were inside the presidential palace. No, they weren't. And so actual. Where's your outrage? Where's your and, outrage, but, CNN? Look, you want to know where my outrage is? One of those guys, one of those leaders of the Taliban said that he spent some time in Guantanamo Bay until Obama let him out. Mm. And now he is actually in a real insurrection. Taking over Afghanistan. So, uh, ousting the president. Barack Obama. Exactly. How was that such a good idea to release all those guys that we had put in Getmo? I mean, I I'm pretty dumb, but how was that a really good idea? Because the way I understand it now, you kind of really fucked up. I hate to say it, but you're really fucked up there. Well, his third term isn't going much better than his first two. I have no, to say. no, his third term's failing. It's it's going really miserably. badly. But here here's what CNN has to say oh, about this. This is fantastic. I want to show you what Secretary of State Antony Blinken told both CNN and ABC this morning. President Biden is intent on avoiding a Saigon moment. Uh, that's a reference, of course, to the hasty and humiliating U.S. evacuation from Vietnam. But with this troop surge to airlift Americans out of Afghanistan, aren't we already in the midst of a Saigon moment? No, we're not. Remember, uh, this is not Saigon. We went to Afghanistan 20 years ago with one mission, and that mission was to deal with the folks who attacked us on 9-11. Isn't that exactly what we're seeing now? I mean, even the images uh, are evocative of what happened in Vietnam. Uh, let's take a step back. This is manifestly not Saigon. But look at these pictures. On the left, you see that famous picture of the helicopter fleeing the U.S. Embassy in Saigon. On the right, another helicopter, another U.S. Embassy. But that is this morning in Kabul. Joe Biden is sitting at Camp David right now. He must feel humiliated watching these images on TV. Let's be honest. This looks like a disaster. We're seeing these pictures right now at the airport. This is Biden's boondoggle. This is a foreign policy disaster in the making. And uh, it's going to have political ramifications. This has been a political disaster, and it's going to be a dark stain in the annals of U.S. foreign policy. All right. You got to stop that for just a second. Yeah, because, it's over. Um, I, I, Biden's boondoggle. I, I was thinking about this. Maybe um, we should change the name of the episode to Biden's boondoggle. No, I think <laughs> there's a rise, and then the fall is a perfect name for this one. Okay. Um, I, I got a question, though. Serious question. Tell me something. Mm -hmm. In 19, it was uh, 1975? I wasn't alive yet. 74. Okay. 74. 74 was Saigon. Uh, the fall of Saigon. I, so I get a serious question. It was, was it 74? It might have been 73. I don't remember. It's either 73 or 74. It's you weren't right alive in there. yet either. Um, but I, I have a serious question. Who was in charge of the country at that time? Carter? Nixon? Nixon. Nixon? Nixon would have been president at the time. Yep. At the fall of Saigon. So, because we had just finished, because 72 was, uh, 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 damn, where they did the Thunder Roll, uh, not Thunder Roll, but uh, where they dropped all the bombs in Hanoi. Hamburger Hill? No. No, 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 no. 72 was where they dropped bombs in, uh, oh, man, it'll come back to me. Anyway, it was the big, 
air operation where we dropped, where initially we we bombed the shit out of Vietnam. No, we weren't allowed to drop bombs in Hanoi because they were saying it was too many civilian casualties. This, that, the other thing. Well, then Nixon said, nope, 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 watch this, and went ahead and commissioned that operation again. And uh, they went in for, uh, I want to say it was like lime, it's something to do with football, it was a football term. It was like, uh, uh, I don't remember. Anyway, long story short, they did the second operation of it, and it was pretty bad. We went up there, we dropped a whole lot of ordnance in Hanoi, over Hanoi, killing SAM sites, uh, people civilians, everything else, uh, linebacker. I think it was Operation Linebacker is what they called it. And they basically just flew a bunch of planes up there, dropped a whole bunch of bombs. It was pretty much a mess. It was outstanding though. Um, but again, it was Nixon that was in charge. It was a Republican that was in charge and the withdrawal from who was in charge though, primarily over the whole war. What was the political group that was in charge of, you know, of Vietnam for mostly the whole war? Fuck if I know before all liberal, my time. All liberal. Well, of course it was because liberals. Because you war. started out with Kennedy, and then you had Johnson, and then Nixon was following up, and that was the end of the war. Was Nixon? So if you think about it that way, and Saigon, the fall of Saigon, that was because of horrible liberal policies that were pretty much followed throughout the initial beginning part of of uh, Vietnam. So now we're sitting here, and Afghanistan. I don't know, kind of started weird, uh, mediocre at best. Uh, we got some good kills. We were doing some good stuff. Then, uh, you know, Bush went out and Obama came in and then all of a sudden gloves were put on. We weren't allowed to fight anymore. And the fighting we did do was very withdrawn. And if we did get into a fight, oh my God, you, you had to answer to 93 we're, different people. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Isn't it true that if an American soldier killed an Afghani citizen, whether they were a terrorist or not, their family could um, like send a letter to the U.S. government and we would pay them? We were, we were paying out like, um, like death, what's, what's it called? Um, well, we paid out death benefits for the, for the civilian casualties, yes, but um, it was... That was a process in and out of itself. We paid out death benefits for civilian casualties, but how did we even know that they were actually civilians? Well, that was the point. That was, it kind of got lost in translation and even worse, it got lost. Like if they could 100% prove it, that was a different story. If they couldn't, then good luck. You weren't getting any money from us. Trust me. I know every single one of the people I killed, they were carrying a gun. So, well. I, I just, okay. I find it funny that all this is going on. I find how all of this is playing out is it's very odd. If you look at timing, if you look at everything else circumstantially as to what's going on right now within our own country, forget what's going on overseas, just in our own country and the time frame in which this is taking place. I find all of that really odd. And I think as we go on here, I think there's going to be more that comes out about this. And I, I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear about this. I guarantee we're going to hear about it during 20, the 2022 election. And if and when Donald Trump claims to run again for president, which I hope he does right after the 2022 election, which would be the most intelligent thing he would do. And I've got another message for him a little bit. But um, if he does run again, I hope to God that he goes out there 
And one of the first things he says is how big of a fuck up this is for Joe Biden because he left him a working peace deal that could have well worked had he done it right. But because all he had to do was go to the beach and eat ice cream and leave all of Trump's policies in well, place. He, he, went, he didn't really go to the beach. He went to Camp David. Right? Okay. But all he had to, all do, he had to was, do was go sit in the woods and eat ice cream. Go. He couldn't do that. Go right. sit in the corner in color. That's it. And, and not on executive orders retracting Donald Trump's policies. That's it. So here's my other question. All these, uh, well, I have two questions actually. So all these thousands of people that are trying to get on flights to come over here, I know they're not all American citizens. Some of them are, I'm sure, Afghanis fleeing for their lives, right? Sure. Are they getting COVID tests? To come back into the United States? Well, they're probably stopping at another military base before they even make it back to the United States. So, yeah. Okay. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just wondering, what about the ones that are going to come up through the southern border? Because that's wide open right now. So, how many Afghan Taliban terrorists? Well, I, I'm sure that'll be another issue for the Biden regime as they can't even shut the, uh, the border down. I mean, I... I keep seeing stories like, for instance, uh, there's another one I got here uh, about, and I, this one was another one, came out of the Washington Examiner. It's a Washington Examiner piece um, from uh, Paul Bedard. Uh, DHS dropped 40,000 COVID-19 positive immigrants in U.S. cities, exported chief claims. 40,000 COVID-19 positive people just yeah. dropped them off. In cities in the U.S., throughout and, the U.S. And people are wondering why there's a surge right now. And he said, at least that's conservative. That, that's a conservative estimate. Yeah. Well, let's see. You've had, they've tracked a million people coming over the border. Those are just the ones that they've processed. So over a million people. We know that's not even half of what's come over. That's like, what, 25% of what's come over. So you're looking at probably four or five million people so, have come over the border right now. Um if he said former acting commissioner of customs and border protection, Mark Morgan told secrets this afternoon in an earlier zoom briefing, Morgan estimated about 270,000 illegal immigrants have been released into the interior United States since Joe Biden took office and signed a Latin America that the borders open once again. I mean, it, it, it's been open since January 20th, but Morgan said the border crisis is far different than others because it's continued uh, the virus spread worldwide by the failure of the Department of Homeland Security to test all those that are shipping off to these cities. Everybody is being released and not being tested, what we know. And the briefing sponsored by the Heritage Foundation, the comments came as DHS announced it's 213,000 illegal immigrants on the southern border in July in another in another 20-year high. So understand, folks, they said that there was 270,000 illegal immigrants over the past year that have been released. In one month, they have captured 213,000 illegal immigrants. That's what they've captured. Let's understand that real quick. That's what they've captured. These are not the folks that are coming in the tunnels and that are hidden from DHS and CBP from what they can see on the border. These are the people that they're catching coming across the border that aren't even bothering going through the tunnels or shit. The ones that are coming over saying, hi. I'm over here. Come process me so, so that the Border Patrol doesn't see the, you know, what's 6, going on going underneath down. the ground, what they're coming through tunnels. Like I told you about that one tunnel that was found down there in Texas, uh, where it had almost, uh, what, 23 square miles of tunnels uh, attached to one tunnel because they found the center point because the guy, the CBB 
guy that was walking along the border that day fell into the tunnel and they found some 23,000 miles worth of tunnels. That is ridiculous. That's me. They've been digging for years and people have been doing this underneath the border with no problem for years. Wonder where else those tunnels go. I wonder what else is in those tunnels. Uh, it, this, this story is pretty ugly. It came, was in the Washington Examiner again. It just talks about more about, I, I don't know. Let me give you another fact. 32 CBP personnel have died from COVID in the line of duty and nine in the United States border patrol since the pandemic. He said, what's more is thousands have been pulled out of service because of their illness and handling migrants with the virus. Well, rumor has it that that's deliberate too, that they're trying to infect all of the border patrol that's down there to, to get the borders even more wide open. Well, I mean, I don't know how much more porous our southern border can be. I mean, you right take, now, you take literally, all the border patrol literally, off of it and it will be wide fucking open. Literally, you can walk across the border from Mexico to Texas and not be stopped. Yet, if you try to fly from Haiti to the U.S., or from Cuba to the U.S., or from any of the islands to the U.S. into Florida, not only are you going to be stopped, but they're going to turn around. They're going to turn you away. Put you on a flight and deport your ass. Absolutely. So it's like. After they COVID test you. Anally. Probably. More than likely. They have the big China anal swap. Well. And it says China on the side of it, by the way. I saw it. Good, good news on the home front. Breaking, I guess. Breaking news. Jen Psaki is taking next week off. She's going on vacation. Maybe she's going to finally wrap it back around. I guess she'll circle back to Biden. <laughs> and here we go. President Biden is expected to address the nation in the next few days about the crisis in Afghanistan. The next few days. Golf clap for Joe Biden. Yes. Because you got to do it slow because if you do it fast, they'll get me. You just, you got you to wait for him to finish eating his new favorite flavor of ice cream. So. So what else we got? Because I've been really focused on this Afghanistan thing, trying to figure out what the fuck I, we're doing. I, I know. And I know that we're not doing what we and promised I, every vet and what Trump promised every vet because he. I, I got a feeling Trump's pissed off about this too. I'm just waiting to hear what he's got to say about it. He I know is. He's, he I know is. he's already come out after Biden and tweets and whatnot, but I want to know what he has to really say about it. I can't wait to find you know that first interview. He re- somebody asks him and he released a statement today. I know he did. It's like that, I said, um, he's going after Joe, but yeah, statement I can't by Donald J. Trump, until he has 45th president of the United States of America. Uh, it is time for Joe Biden to resign in disgrace for what he has allowed to happen to Afghanistan, along with the tremendous surge in COVID, the border catastrophe, the destruction of energy independence, and our crippled economy. It shouldn't be a big deal because he wasn't elected legitimately in the first place. That's what well, Donald Trump has to say true. about it. So there's that. Um, there's also currently a bill in the house. This is going to blow your mind. Um, probably not. Well, maybe not. Uh, coming from zero hedge, there's been a bill introduced in Congress that would ban tens of millions of Americans from flying. Really? What Americans? The unvaccinated. The unvaccinated ones. So, um, HR 4980 posted on congress.gov. To direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes. So, yeah, there there goes our, what, what amendment was that? Fourth Amendment? 
Yeah, that well, that would be your right to privacy. That, yeah, right to travel. Yep. Right, right to well, freely it, assemble. Freely assembles. Number one. One. Um, what? But essentially, that the the right to travel right across state lines. Last I heard, these were individual states that were part of a larger country, not individual fiefdoms that you couldn't go from one oh, place come on to now. another come without on your now. papers. I'm sorry. When was the last time you had to present your papers from crossing from one territory to another inside of a single country? 1945. Mm, 1935. But yes. No, okay. 1945. Well, it was after the Civil or the Second World War, and it was when you were going from East to West Germany. Mm, papers, that's right. please. Yep. Papers, so, please. and that lasted for what? 30 odd years, 1981, when the, the wall came down? Yeah, well, it's coming back, and there's no wall to come down now, just an administration. So, actually, they just need to go to jail altogether. I mean, that would be all right by me. They do, but, but they, they want us in jail. They, they really do. So, um, the nightly news from our, you know, favorite NBC nightly news. Yeah. Who, they, uh, our boy, uh, is this going to, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Lester no, no, no. Holt? No, maybe. They put out a um, a list of potential terror threats. Really? Yes. Were we on there? Uh, well, I, in in all ways, shapes, and forms, yes. So their, their list of potential terror threats included opposition to COVID measures. Yep. Claims of election fraud and Donald Trump being reinstated. The 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays are all potential terror threats. Really? Yes. For uh, I'm, I'm confused. Christmas is now a potential terror threat. For what? For who? Who's the threat against? Christians or for no, no, Jews we, we, or we, we are the Muslims? Against the United States government. Oh, because you want to celebrate Christmas the way you want to... Really? Because... Anybody, is that really a religious it, freedom anymore? It, it's obviously we're religious extremists. Oh, uh, we're, we're We're now domestic terrorists because we are white Christians that oppose COVID measures and believe that the election was stolen. Hmm. Well, that's you. You do too. Well, I know I do. But I, I was just saying that's you. I mean, I wonder though. You know, they say the nine eleven anniversary is a potential terror threat. I wonder if that includes the people that do, that that think nine eleven was a a setup, a, a hoax. hoax. Yeah. See, I'm not one of them. I know, and I mean, we saw the towers fall. We know they fell. You and I disagree on how that came about. Um, but uh, I mean, they they. I, I spent years over there fighting these people. Trust me, their hate for us is as derived I as you think. I understand. Could part of their hate for us be because we went into their country and tried to change thousands of years of culture and government? How did we do that? We were killing people left, right, and center. We were doing the same thing they've been doing since day one and in that country. Wouldn't that make them hate us if we go in there and we kill them left, right, and center? No, because they were doing it alongside us. Well, no, we were, we were within the boundaries in which they operate in Afghanistan. We were within that level. Every time I killed a terrorist, I got a pat on the back from one of the commandos I was with, slap me on the back, say, Hey, good job. No, I got that. I understand. I'm, I'm not disparaging what you did over there. 
I'm, I'm not saying that, that you are. I'm just I'm, saying that. I'm saying that, that is, maybe the government lied to you about why you were there in the first place. The way that the the way that that world is over there to understand that world. First of all, you have to take your mind out of America in the way we consider human life. They could give a shit less about human life. They could kill you tomorrow because you pissed on the wrong corner of the house. They would kill you tomorrow because you pissed on the wrong corner in the house. They don't care about human life. Human life to them is completely uh, exaggerated. It's uh, live or die. They don't care. It's immaterial. A matter of fact, the more people you kill, the better warrior you are. You know, in what? their eyes, at least they're honest about it. Yeah, they're they're right there in your face because about it. Here, they don't give a shit about human life, but they nope. pretend like they care. Oh, they pretend like oh, that's why we played the song. Exactly. Man, ain't good ain't good to be a gangster? Because gangsters do the same shit. Man, I care about you. Oh, wait. You're, you broke your leg? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, your house burnt down? Fuck you, pay me. That's exactly the way it is here. Up front? Oh, yeah, I care about you. But no, fuck you, pay me. So, again, I don't understand where... I, I Again, NBC is pushing a narrative that does not fit Anything else in them? I, I don't understand why people even listen to NBC anymore. Panic! They are panicked. They about are what? Shitting their pants. About what? Um. Well, about the opposition to COVID measures, which is rising by the day. The opposition to vaccine mandates, masks. Okay. All of that. So hold on a second. You Those ready for this one? Considered COVID you ready measures? for me? Yeah. Ready for me? I'll to... go down the line. I'll tell nope, you nope, what they're nope, scared nope, about. Nope, nope. Okay. I'm going to throw a needle through all of this and connect it all together so everybody yeah. understands what we're talking about here. Uh, they're panicked because what you see in Afghanistan might be coming to a town near you soon. That's true. Because people are done with this bullshit. They're done with COVID. They're done with their fucking stupid rules. They're done with their mask mandates. They're done with their vaccine mandates. Because I just saw another story tonight just before we came on. And unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to print it out. But they're now mandating, uh, I believe it's in a, the first school system has come out and mandated, uh, fuck, I thought I wrote it down. I guess I didn't. Um, there's a first school system came out and has now mandated that all students be vaccinated. Really? Yep. I can't tell you where because again, I don't. It must be actually. A, hold on a it second. It must be a high school though, right? Because actually, over twelve. Stand by, real quick. Okay, while well, you I look do that have up. it because it's right here, and I will tell you. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You keep going. I'm okay. Gonna... So they are also uh, panicked about election fraud. Well, yeah, because I think that's going to come out uh, um, the other way on them. So, yeah, I mean, besides Mike Lindell's cyber symposium, which no one claimed the $5 million, by the way, you know, he put it out there that if anyone could prove him wrong, he would give them $5 million. If anyone could come up and prove that his evidence was false, if they could prove that Joe Biden actually won the election, he was going to pay them $5 million and not a single person got that $5 million because they couldn't mm. prove shit. And then the Arizona audit is done. It's done. Well, I know that. It was supposed to be released like a week there, ago. Uh, no, a preliminary report will be released the week of August 22nd. What do you want to make? What do you, what do you want to make a bet that we don't hear anything about that for at least a good month? We'll see. Um, and then in Georgia, our home state right here, 
So if you guys have been listening to us from the beginning and now maybe watching us, but in the very beginning, you know, we, we live here in Georgia and the election was stolen from us twice. Um, shouldn't have even had a runoff because if you dig into it, actually, I firmly believe that the senators won initially, but you know, the down ballot votes were different adjusted just as the presidential vote was, Yep. but there has been an ongoing case in Fulton County, um, with Garland Fabrito. And we've talked about him before. Um, he does a regular bit on the propaganda report and, uh, explaining his election fraud case. So he had a case in to just to look at the ballots from Fulton County, right? These particular ballots were the ones that were hidden in boxes underneath skirted tables when they claimed the water main break, which actually turned out to be an overflowing urinal 12 hours before. But, you know, 11 o'clock at night, there's a water main break, everyone's got to leave, and everyone left except for a couple of people who stayed behind and proceeded to pull those ballots out of boxes that were hidden underneath the tables and run them through the machines over and over again. Well, two of those people were Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss. Shay Moss was Ruby Freeman's supervisor. Ruby Freeman also put out a whole bunch of Instagram videos. Um, of her doing it. Of her, of just the horrible process of the mail-in ballots. She was showing mail-in ballots on her Instagram video that, I mean, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, they, no signatures, no signature matching, basically just voting for whoever she wanted. Like, here's a piece of paper. I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Anyway, they are now for once, what did we say back in the beginning? The best way to get to the bottom of the Georgia election fraud was to pull those two ladies in and let them sing like canaries. Oh, yeah. Charge them and see what happens. Yep. That's what's going on now. So they have now been summoned to explain themselves before the court. Uh, a Georgia judge in May allowed an inspection of physical ballots to resolve what litigants describe as large discrepancies uncovered in ballot images from the 2020 election. Um, VoterGA.org, Garland, Garland Favrito, and another plaintiff are being allowed access to audit the physical ballots to check if there was double counting in the 2020 election. Which um, they're going to find because they've already found it. And the decision was reported uh, as made in an ongoing hearing by Henry County, Georgia judge, the Honorable Brian J. Amaro. So, quote, in the hearing, lawyers for VoterGA.org described the large discrepancies 21% between the number of ballot batches reported by the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, that jackass, who certified the election, and the number of ballot batches actually provided by court-ordered access in the previous April hearing in the case. Okay, so now, what? right there, those are really important terms, what you just said. Mm -hmm. Raff, Raffensperger certified, certified the, election. the election, Yep. which the crime is committed at that point. Yep. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he should go to jail. Kemp should go to jail. The two ladies should go to jail. Stacey Abrams should go to jail. Uh, I can keep going, but the, most of the DNC chairs within the state of Georgia should go to jail. Well, the uh, Fulton County Election Board supervisor should go to jail. He just resigned after yeah, like sure. 12 years yeah. of service. He he's, just, he's he running just for the hills. He's he like, sure yeah, sure is. He sure he is. literally he built is, a, a brick shit house underneath his ass, and he is running for the hills. He's taking a page out of the uh, the Afghani president's book. Oh, I thought he was doing fleeing. it out of Joe's book. Like I'm going to run and hide in Camp David. No, no, I don't think we're ever going to see this dude again. No, I, no. I'm pretty sure he's going to get. Hillary. Yeah, no, yeah, Hillary's going to get get her hands likely. on him. Um. So anyway, uh, Ruby Freeman 
and uh, Shay Moss will be in front of a judge explaining exactly why. So why is this important, folks? Okay, first of all, the big part of this is uh, you put them in front of a judge. Uh, I don't know how many people have had to explain to their parents why they were doing something wrong um, in front of their parents. I still have to do that. Okay? And I'm freaking 42 and it still fucks me up. And uh, so if you're going to fuck up, if there's going to be a time that you're going to accidentally tell the truth, it's going to be then when you're standing in front of a judge on court TV and everybody can see you and uh, you realize that, oh shit, if I lie, I'm going to jail. All of a sudden the truth just comes pouring out of you. Trust me, this will be interesting. Well, who told you to do that? Well, Stacey Abrams did. What? Who? Who? Wait, wait, what? She has nothing to do with this. No, she was the one that told me to do it. Really? And that's Paid where me to that do it. is where the shit's going to get deep because that means if they're going to stand in front of a judge, the prosecution will have a chance to depose them, which means they will have all the rights to go look at their bank accounts. What was this payment for? What did you get this money for? Where did this money come from? Why all of a sudden did I see this influx of cash in this date? So on and so forth. It's going to get ugly. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it's actually going to show us a lot more than what you all think. Oh yeah. Um, this is this is almost as damning as whatever is going to come out in Maricopa County. I'm pretty sure. And a matter of fact, this might actually add to Lindell's bit and what he believed took place in Georgia because I actually watched a little bit of the cyber symposium to try and catch up. And uh, I, I'm so proud. I think if these two open up and say what I think they're going to say. I think Mike, Mike Lindell is going to be very, very well vindicated. Not only Mike Lindell, but there's a lot of people actually. Uh, what was her name from before? And I called her a crazy woman too because she went nuts and started claiming some Sydney real Powell. Cindy Powell. Yep. She started cr claiming some real crazy crap. She might be vindicated if these two sing like I think they're going to because yep. they're going to realize it's their ass on the line and nobody's coming to save them. And, Lynn Wood too. Yeah. Oh, well, Lynn Wood has never ever really been Patrick Byrne. Per, neither one of them have been per se shit on. Uh, not as bad as Lynn Sydney Wood Powell. Got driven out of the state of Georgia. He, not as he, bad he had as his name Sydney Powell. Off of that was building. because that's because that dumbass lived in Atlanta. Get out of here. That, I, I know, but I mean, he was. If he lived in a more red county, people would have been hoisting him up on his shoulders. Get the hell out well, of here. And that's he why had he to moved live to in South Atlanta. Carolina. He lived in Atlanta. Get the hell out well, of here. Well, he lived outside of Atlanta, but okay. But yes, I was right. And it wasn't a school. I'm sorry. It wasn't a school. And I found another story that's really interesting too. Mm -hmm. Get the vaccine or get fired. Shenandoah Valley. Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. Some nurses choosing termination. So, so nurses in Shenandoah, Shenandoah Valley in Virginia are, uh, I believe it's Virginia and Tennessee, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. It yeah, was West Virginia, but okay. Nope. It's Virginia, Winchester, Virginia, and Tennessee. Okay. Uh, they were at an intersection and uh, many of the nurses and scrubs protesting the hospital's recent coronavirus vaccination mandate. Some were on a quasi strike, skipping the day of work to stand on the side of the road and scorching heat, holding up signs that said no forced vaccinations. A 16 year old son of a healthcare worker yelled to the loop, honk for medical freedom. And many did. This is what the liberals are scared of. But what else are the liberals so scared of well, that they're starting to do now? You know, Hold on. What else are the liberals so scared of that they're starting to do now? What's that? 
So this was reported in the Washington Post, and this was reported uh, today at 7.05 a.m. Ivory Coast reports first Ebola case in 25 years. Wow, aren't we scraping the bottom of the barrel? Weren't they just playing with Ebola not too long ago, like two weeks ago? To pull an Ebola case in the Ivory Coast out of your butthole in hopes to draw more fear about another pandemic from another, because they're beginning to realize that, hey, the American people, the smart ones, aren't fucking afraid of Corona. They've already said, here's my one barrel. Here's my second barrel. Now you're good. Go away. Get off my property. Do not talk to me about your vaccine or your fucking made up disease. So now they're really dipping back into the barrel to grab a real disease, Ebola, to say, oh, we found an Ebola case in Africa. Babe, on the Ivory Coast. Last week, they pulled the bubonic plague I saw out that. of Colorado. I saw that. But that the was... week before, they pulled monkeypox in Texas. And I what mean... were they saying? They were saying, oh, well, this is all because of Corona. It had nothing. Nothing. Nothing They to do with are corona. driving fear. That's it. But you know what's interesting? I, I read a report in Axios today. Yes, I do occasionally read the libtarded news. Uh, don't you dare go down that road because I've got that the, report. The one about the uh, the... Um, New data on coronavirus vaccine effectiveness may be a wake-up call for most Americans to hear. And this came from fucking Axios. That's not the one I was talking about. The one I was talking about was uh, basically a CEO saying um, all the CEOs are shitting their pants right now because what they're really scared of is the people standing up and pushing back because they can say all day long, you have to get this vaccine or you're not going to have a job. And if everyone says, fuck you, we're not taking the vaccine, guess what? All of their companies are going to crumble because if they have no workforce, they have no companies. Well, that's so true too. It's working, and- people. Do not cow. Yeah. Do not falter. Now is the time to stand your ground. If they tell you, you have to get this shot or we're going to fire you, excellent. Fire me. We know a good lawyer we can turn you on to. Um, a-, a couple of them, actually, that are hardcore patriots itching for a fight. Seriously, do not take the jab just because they're going to tell you that you have to keep your job to take the jab. Is your job worth more than your life? Because I'll tell you what, if you die tomorrow, they will replace you or they'll try to anyway. They won't, they won't even show up for your funeral. They'll be looking for your replacement. So Caitlin Owens put this story out in Axios over the weekend. Um, a new preprint study pre, uh, that raises concerns about the mRNA vaccines effectiveness against Delta, particularly Pfizer's, has already been grabbed the attention of the top Biden administration officials. What they're saying is that the study found that Pfizer vaccine was only 42% effective against the infection in July when the Delta variant was dominant. If that's a wake-up call, I don't know what is, said a senior Biden official that told Axios. Driving the news, a study conducted by the uh, by Inference and the Mayo Clinic compared the effectiveness of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to the Mayo Clinic health system over the time of January to July. Overall, it found Moderna's vaccine was 86% effective against the infection over the study period, and Pfizer was only 76% effective. Moderna's vaccine was 92% for the, uh effective against hospitalization and Pfizer's was only 85%. But the Biden's a Biden, but the vaccines effectiveness against the infection dropped sharply in July when the Delta variant prevalence in Minnesota had risen over 70%. 
So tell me something again, folks, because we've been told by Joe Biden, and I'm sure you can find this on every time that he said it, but the majority of people that are in hospitals right now are the unvaccinated. 99%. According to everything we've heard. Bullshit. So if that is possible, how is it that 70% are in hospitals now with that are vaccinated? I got to tell you folks, I talked to a nurse the other day. I was working, I went to her house to fix her garage door. She's a traveling nurse and we we had a conversation and she asked me, she goes, Hey, what are you guys seeing on the street? What is it? What does it look like on the street? I said, honestly, what's being the people that are being transported via ambulance right now in our area are the fully vaccinated. There are no, there has been maybe one or two unvaccinated people that have been transported to the hospital due to COVID-like symptoms. Okay. Uh, we obviously can't say it's COVID. We don't know. Uh, however, they're treated like that because they're infected. They go to the hospital and every single one of them, it's funny because these people have this like thought out, like, Hey, look, if I show my vaccine card, I can tell them that I'm vaccinated. And, uh, the first one I ever walked into and the vaccine card was on the table. I said, okay, so you got your vaccine. I was like, when'd you get it? About three weeks ago. It's like, eh, okay, you should already have antibodies. It's like, yeah, I, I was diagnosed yesterday with COVID. Yep. You're done, bud. You have a good trip to the hospital. And, uh, this is all important. The study found similar results in other states. For example, in Florida, the risk of infection in July. And of course we know this is a lie. Um, for people fully vaccinated with Moderna was about 60% lower than people fully vaccinated with Pfizer. Actually, that might actually be the truth. I don't know if that's a lie or not because they're talking about vaccination rates again. Um, so again, they're starting, I, we, we laugh about it and they're starting to eat their own again. It's, it's weird, but they are, they're starting to eat their own again. And here we go around again for round two and Delta plus and Delta plus plus is now on the chopping block. Lambda's right around the corner folks. But at the meantime, they're also bringing back Ebola. So we've got that to look forward to. So they, they've got that going for them. Um, I, I don't know what else Fauci's going to do. I don't know what else Fauci can do to raise more fear porn. He keeps getting on the TV and telling everybody, oh, well, we've got to wear masks. I think we have to wear masks. Everybody's going to be upset with me because I'm going to say, I think we have to wear masks. Why? Again, had a conversation today with a nurse. We had the same conversation. She's obviously more liberal than I am. I asked her, I said, well, where is your proof? Show me your proof that masks are effective. Nothing. I said, cause I can show you study after study after study where I can show you. And then I was told, well, it depends on the mask. I said, no, actually this study is clear. It broke down the N95 and the N95 is not effective against COVID yet. Everybody's told you, oh, buy N95s cause they'll save your, no, it is not effective against COVID. Even an N95 lets that particulate in. So my question again, to every swing and dick out there, what mask, what study do you have that shows me that a mask is effective. And if you prove it to me, sweet, I'll shut my mouth. There has yet been a person to show me where the mask is effective that did not come from a federal government directed research grant. That means they took money from the federal government to conduct that study, which means the federal government decided what the outcome of that study was going to be before the study was even done. So don't tell me that that's like saying, well, the earth isn't flat or the earth is flat or the earth isn't flat. It's round. How do you know? 
Well, because NASA took the pictures. NASA is the only organization in outer space. How am I supposed to take their word for it? They take their funding from the federal government. And yet you still believe the government about 9-11 and why we were in Afghanistan. Uh, it's not that I believe the government about 9-11. I don't believe the government about 9-11. I believe other people about 9-11. People okay. that were actually on the ground there that day. No, no, I, I understand that. I trust Firefighters me. that were there My that day. My mom was on the ground there right there, like that day. I, I understand. I get it. I'm not talking. Yeah, about but your mom doesn't know the first thing about construction, so I'm, I wouldn't trust your mom if she was trying to build a tower. Get out of here! I'm she's being a honest, smart woman, but I'm being honest about what I know about the people that were involved in 9/11, what I know about the people involved in 9/11, the the events that led up to 9/11, and everything else. Yes, I believe what happened on 9/11 is what happened in the United States. Was that directed against the United States? Absolutely. How do I know that? How many more people did we catch trying to do shit in this country after that fact? Why would you, why would you even attempt it? Why, what's the point? Unless you have some wish to die. We had the shoe bomber, the underwear bomber. How many more bombers can I go down? Do you have the, uh, uh, was it the, uh, yeah. Did we really, though, or were they all fa false flags events to drive more fear? Uh, there's people that were on those planes that saw those people being taken. They could smell the smoke on the plane from the guy that had the shoe that was trying to light his shoe on fire. Why else do you light your shoe on fire unless it goes boom? I'm just And saying, then you get your ass whooped on a flight, I and then you look like a fool. I don't believe anything that the government or the They had people on that flight Not that tied damn that thing. dude up with extra seatbelts. And they whooped the snot out of that dude. He left without a broken jaw. He came back with a broken jaw and a fucked up face. Excellent. Um, I there there is one more since you were talking about studies. There's one more study here that I want to get into. What are you going to try and disprove me right here in my own show? Seriously? No, no. no I'm going. Uh, we're we're not well, talking about 9/11 anymore. I I'm, I wasn't talking about 9/11. I was talking about masks. Are you going to show me a mask study that oh proves no no me no, wrong? no no this is this is out of the Guardian. Um. um So this other study came out from The Guardian. Children born during pandemic have lower IQs, U.S. study finds. Now, mind you, these kids are only a year old, right? We've been in this for 18 months. So at the most, they're a year and a half old. Something like that. But it says children born during the coronavirus pandemic have significantly reduced verbal, motor, and overall cognitive performance compared with children born before, a U.S. study suggests. The first few years of a child's life are critical to their cognitive development, but with COVID-19 triggering the closure of businesses, nurseries, schools, and playgrounds, life, for instance, changed considerably with parents stressed and stretched as they tried to balance work and childcare. With limited stimulation at home and less interaction with the world outside, pandemic-era children appeared to have scored shockingly low on tests designed to assess cognitive development said lead study author Sean Dioni, Associate Professor of Pediatrics Research at Brown University. So now... It, isn't it funny how they consider them pandemic-era children when we're pretty sure the pandemic was man-made? So, well, this is interesting. In the decade preceding the pandemic, the mean IQ score on standardized tests for children aged between three months and three years of age hovered around 100 <clears throat> But for children born during the pandemic, that number tumbled to 78. Okay. Okay. So, let me, uh, oh, and the study included 672 children from the state of Rhode Island. 
Okay. Super liberal state. Uber liberal. So let me ask you this. How do children learn at that age? How do they learn to speak? Where do they get their motor, verbal, cognitive skills from? Well, watching mom and dad talk. Watching mom and dad talk. Yep. Yes. What can't they do in Rhode Island during the pandemic? Oh, well, they obviously can't see mom and dad's face because there's a great big face diaper on their face. Exactly. They're wearing Depends. Yes. Depends. So not only are you harming your children by putting them in masks, but you're also harming your children and by their wearing a mask yourself. Yeah, developmentally. Development. Yeah. Yes. Because I remember when our kids were little, man, I, I, especially our older one, remember he used to he used to come up and like play with your face? Yeah. And it took him, he didn't speak until he was almost four years old, mind you. Now I can't get him to shut up. But when he started speaking, he spoke in full sentences. Like he was waiting until he knew how to say everything he wanted to say before yep. he said anything at all. Matter of fact, one of his first sentences was, yeah, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> and I remember turning around and almost choking the life out of him. Yeah, well, and you were just home from deployment and didn't yeah. know that he was speaking yet. Yeah. And at that point, he was parroting pretty much everything you said. So anything anyone said. But he learned how to say all those words, even though he didn't actually say them for a while, by watching us, by watching how our mouths moved, our tongues moved, by watching how your face forms certain words, certain sounds. Yep. If you don't see that, you can't learn it. You, you don't know what anger is until you can see the whole face, not just eyes. Eyes show some anger, but they don't show all bits of anger. They don't show all bits of happiness either. Angry eyes can look the same as happy eyes. So you can be happy underneath that mask all you want to, but what they're seeing is, yeah, mom's pissed off with me right now. No, mom's really happy, proud of you, but man, eyes look like so there, but there's another connotation to this study because it's saying that this is happening because kids are stuck at home with their parents because their parents aren't at work hmm. because they're not in childcare with other kids hmm. back to the destruction of the nuclear family, putting people back in the work factory, that nine to five job away from their children, not raising their children. And in order to go back to work, you got to get the jab. So if you want your kids to be healthy and cognitively developed at the rate that they're supposed to, you need to get the jab and go back to work. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that funny? It is not true, by the way. I was being completely sarcastic. So, um, no. What's that? That, that you have to get the jab and go back to no, work in yeah, order for your don't. kids to be cognitively developed. <laughs> don't do that. That's what Democrats want you to think. Though. Yes, that is exactly what they want you to think. And it is absolutely not true because kids that spend at least the first year at home with their parents and don't go into childcare, they are much better developed. They uh, both cognitively, verbally, it's, it's just basic. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Maturity's there. Yes. And you form a bond with your child in that first year that you do not get by sticking them in daycare from six weeks of old, uh, six weeks of age and letting someone else raise your kids. So that well, just th that kind of fits in with this. Pisses one. me off on so many um, levels. Fox Business put out a poll and uh, it found that the majority of Democratic registered voters now prefer socialism to capitalism. I'm completely convinced, so is Dan Bongino and most other broadcasters in the world. They are completely convinced uh, that these Democrats don't know the first thing they're talking about when it comes to socialism. No, sure don't. Uh, they have absolutely no idea what true capitalism is. And 
it goes on to say that uh, they there's a sharp reversal from just a year and a half ago that the poll taken between 7 to 10 August showed that 59% of Democratic registered voters who participated had a positive view of socialism compared to the 49% who felt that way about ca- capitalism. So the first thing I want to ask these socialists, self-proclaimed, of course, um, a do you own private property? A car, a house, a um, boat. Why? You're a socialist. You prefer socialism. You, you better give that back to the government. Well, now you can um, rent your clothes from Amazon. Well, good for them. Yeah, I mean, great. absolutely. You will own nothing. In February 2020, when the question was asked, uh, 50% of Democrats who participated said that they have favorable views of capitalism with just 40% saying the same about socialism. The poll showed that 44% of Democrats had an unfavorable, unfavorable view of uh, capitalism and 31% had a negative view of socialism. Or, well, when Republicans are polled, 67% had viewed capitalism favorably, 8% uh, 8 had a uh, favorable view of socialism. So 67% viewed capitalism favorably, and 8% had a favorable view of socialism. 8%? Holy shit. That's a lot of people still, no matter what. Anyway, the trend towards socialism, which, and they're trying to say that what they want as a socialist society what they're claiming. Oh, well, Sweden is a socialist society. No, it's not. Well, if you like Sweden so much, move there. Get the fuck out of the U.S. and go to Sweden, please. Sweden is not a socialist society. Sweden may be a very big ninny state. It is not a socialist society. Uh, You own private property in Sweden. You own your own business in Sweden. You collect a fucking paycheck. If you're in a socialist society, you don't collect a a paycheck. If you're in a socialist society, you can't go out and decide what the price on that product's going to be. They just give it away anyway. The government comes in and claims it and gives it away. Um, Who does it go to? Good question. You figure it out. Where's that going? If you want to be such a socialist, please, uh, I'll help. I'll I'll come over and pack your bags for you and send you to where you want to go to. Venezuela, I'll send you there. You want to go to go to Russia. You want to go to China, go to China. We'll send you there. Get the fuck out of here because you don't belong here with that bullshit. I can't believe again. This again goes back to my original thought about all of this. I cannot believe there are that many dumb Americans that actually participate in this shit. I don't understand why I don't get called in these studies either, these polls. I wish I got called on these ones. I don't care so much about the presidential polls, but I wish I got called on these. Even though the presidential poll that I did participate in this year, I said, going with Joe and the hoe all the way. <laughs> Minus that, that didn't work out so well for me. But yeah, well. I threw them off on that first part, though, because they really thought they were going to win. They did think they were going to win. I mean, well, no, they you, didn't. That's you kind of proved they, that. That's why they cheated last so week hard in the algorithm. I mean, if that chick is telling the truth about the algorithm, yeah. The more and more I thought about that algorithm, that's really scary. If you think about what she was talking about, and again, if you refer back to the name of this episode, uh, there's a rise, and they will fall. That is what they were counting on in that algorithm. They were looking for a general incline. And when voters in Florida and Texas went to vote for Trump, uh, 
the actual walk-in voters, which 80% of them, I'm guessing from what I'm understanding what she was saying, because she said it took more than 80% to screw up the algorithm. Uh, 80%, that means that 80% or more of the voters going into the polling places in Texas and Florida were voting for Donald Trump, which screwed the algorithm up so bad that you had that weird plateau in how fast Florida counts their votes and gets their tally out there faster, faster than most other states. Florida's done. Ever since the hanging Chad debacle in Florida, they have cleaned their voter rolls. They have done everything they're supposed to do to get the voting right in Florida. And I, I wish more states would do the same thing. I wish more states would follow the same rules. Make it hard, make it impossible to cheat. It should be impossible to cheat in a general election. I don't care who you are. It should be impossible. You're voting for a state senator or state congressman. If you're voting for the president, if you're voting for the mayor, it should be impossible to fucking cheat. I love the excuses I'm hearing coming out right now about, well, there was a possible couple. I mean, you had ballots coming from the actual central hub, and then there's some more ballots that were being printed down at the local polling center. Wait a minute. What did you just fucking say? Now you're saying you could print your ballot from what state was that? We were listening to it. We found out about it. That was, uh, fuck, I want to say it was. Well, uh, they did that here in Georgia. Yeah. I, I thought it was here. And they yeah, were trying if, to if blame. If you remember, it, when we went to vote, they're trying we to vote on an electronic machine and then it printed our ballot for us. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about like uh, uh, the mail-in ones. We were listening to it on the radio. I'm trying to remember where I heard that. Um, but they were talking about how there were some that were sent out from the central voting hub. And then there was those that were printed at the local places. And there were subtle differences between the ballots and the, the paper that was used, the ink that was used. And I was like, wait a minute. There should be no there difference. should be no difference. No. It is one effing ballot. Yep. Get the hell out of here. Yep. Uh, there should be a standard common, uh, a standard paper stock, like a, sta a standard. It paper. should be as as standard, and it should be as regulated as U.S. money, as a dollar bill. Yeah, the United States is so particular about a dollar bill and the way the dollar bill is constructed and everything else because it is a note. It's actually, if you look at it, it's a Federal Reserve note against gold. That's what it used to be, at least back in the day. It hasn't anymore. been that way for years, but. Like I said, back in the day, it was a Federal Reserve note against gold. So they were very particular about the way that what type of paper that was printed on and the fact that you couldn't counterfeit it. You can't counterfeit it because of the way the dollar's made. Well, today, that should be the same thing that's true about voting as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to vote, your vote should be counted on a ballot that's kept just as pristine as the dollar bill is. And if we can do it for the dollar bill... Why the fuck can't we do it for a ballot? That's a great question. Just wondering. I mean, my phone, like to get into my bank account, has more security than then to go for vote. me to go vote. Yes. Yep. Okay. Completely agree. Yes. So I have I have one more story before we uh, wrap up with a little housekeeping here. Um, remember last week or last podcast, you you pulled that story that said that. Uh, the, the biggest thing dividing families is climate change. Did you go? I know you printed it. Did you go over that one? I don't think I did go over it because I think we ran out of time. Okay. 
Um, no, no, it was uh, it was what's dividing America's families. What's dividing America's and, families is, and is climate it was climate change. change. And the story, I didn't go over the story, but I had it printed out just in case we got okay. time to talk about it. We so didn't. So th- this is, you know, that's really interesting. Did you know that the United States is the number two importer of wood products of any country in the world? That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Why the fuck would we import so much wood when we literally have? Millions of acres of forest. Because we're green. But what is the main cause of the wildfires in California and up and down the West Coast? Deforestation. No, no. It's not keeping the forest well, clear. It's not deforestation. Yeah. It's literally not deforestation. No, it's not, de- it's not it's, that it's not deforestation. It's, it's not destroying the underbrush. It is bad forest management. Correct. Right? Improper forest management. Correct. So the story out of Breitbart, um, this uh, guy in California, um, a Republican, Doug LaMalfa, he's, uh, he argued that better forest management that clears certain risky areas can not only prevent fires that cause massive CO2 emissions, but would also create jobs and prevent the U.S. from having to import large amounts of wood products. Um, hey, you know what? So there, you- was, there was a president. I'm just going to throw this out there. There was a president who suggested the same thing. So he's actually I know piggybacking on what a president said I know. way before him and basically called the governor out and said, hey, dumbass, the reason you have a problem with these things is because you don't clean up your land. Yes. If you cleaned up your land, you wouldn't have a problem with this shit. Yes, absolutely. So Lamalfa cited, uh, cited a study that California's fires in 2020 emitted more carbon than the state's fossil fuel use. Okay? More carbon from okay. the fires. Well, hold on. Time out. Let's take an honest to Hello, God. climate change. Let's take an honest to God look at the carbon. It's Okay, listen. I'm, I'm quoting For, this. I, this I know. Article, I know you are. Yeah, okay. I may know a little bit more about this because I understand how the chemical reaction and the burning, what happens to certain things. Okay? For instance... If you burn a natural product, for instance, uh, back in the day, in the 70s, uh, our response time to a fire was like any fire department in the U.S. It was an eight-minute response time. Uh, They did a study. You can go look it up. It's on the uh, uh, IFSTA website. It's not IFSTA. It's, uh, It's a National Fire Academy's website. You can look it up. They show you a room that was built in 1970s. They used all 1970s products where it's real cotton, real everything, everything's real wood, furniture weighed 700 times more, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Then they did one, and I believe the study was conducted in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, okay? And they showed the difference between the products that were used in the early 90s, 2000s, as to the products that were used in the 70s. In the 70s, at the four-minute mark, the room wasn't even close to flashover. When you get the flashover, that means that the temperature inside the room means that everything at that point with the right amount of oxygen introduced to the room, like opening a door, would burn. Everything would catch on fire all at once. It would like, boom. And that's what we call flashover in the fire service. Now, if you look at the 90s, okay, the 90s products, late 90s, early 2000s, I'm not 100% sure or I'm not. I don't remember 100% exactly the date they did this study. And uh, when they did this study in the second one, and they put them side by side, and they show you, they take a cigarette, they put it on the couch in one room, they put it in the couch in the other room, all at the same time, 
and th- then they speed the time up. So it's a time elapsed type video. And man, this video flies, right? The smoke goes, it's about the same in the beginning. When then you have all the rayons and all the, all the fake materials in the nineties rooms within three minutes, that room's at flashover. So by the time a fire department shows up, which is a four minute response time. Now today it's a four minute response time. It's too late. It's already too late. By the time we get there, the room, the house is up. It's already up in flames. I don't know how many fires I've gone to. By the time I got there, the fire had already broken through the roof. It was already self-vented. It's already burning out to the open sky. With natural products, it's a slower burn time. It Yes, it releases uh, carbon, but it releases more natural carbon, not fake carbon. When you burn all the synthetics today, it produces much more disgusting like levels of carbon. You burn wood, a natural burn, you can smell it. It smells good. Everybody thinks it smells good. And it's white smoke. And exactly. It is white smoke. It is not black. It is not brown. It doesn't look shit colored. If it's a shit colored smoke, it's dirty. It's, it's really bad. Dirty wood. That's the crap you don't go in without wearing a piece over your face and you're breathing oxygen because you will die from that. That will kill you. Um, that's the ones that always scare, scare me when I see smoke like that rolling out of a building, I'm like, "Mm, that's not good. That means there's a lot of fake shit burning in there. So when they talk about these wildfires, like they're horrible, they're not horrible for the environment. They're actually natural for the planet. The point is, is when these natural burning fires now occur, there's a lot of fake shit. These fires, when you get to houses and houses burn down, that's a lot of fake bullshit. That's what he's talking about. He's referring to these houses that have plastics, metals, all these other things that burn in these houses. And that's what emits that carbon that carbon that's really bad for the environment. A natural wood burning fire, not bad for the environment. You burn that plastic and all that other crap in there, real bad for the environment. Well, I mean, he made a good point. Year after year, we have these giant fires, yet the United States is number two importer of wood products of any country in the world. Why are we doing that? We could just be taking a little bit of this timber out of here and utilizing it for our needs for Americans and helping to put people back to work here in those bordered up towns and making the community, making the forest fire safe and healthy. You know, you know what I you know what I liked about one of the few things I do like about the federal government, this is something they only do on military installations. So and I I don't know if they actually do it out in California, to be honest with you. I, I know for a fact that they do it here on the East Coast. I'm not 100% sure if they do it on the West Coast. And if they do, you can obviously email us and tell us. But um, on the East Coast, on every military installation, once a year, there's a controlled burn for about three weeks on the installation. They go through, they burn out all the underbrush in the woods outside uh, in the back 40, in the ranges, by all the ranges and everything else, they let it burn. Like they have the federal wildlife service come out and you see them out there with their little cans and they're dropping fire. Um, it's like napalm in a can and they're dropping it along in a trail and it starts an actual burn that actually burns out all the underbrush in the woods. Does this kills off dead trees? takes out dead trees. Uh, it goes through and eliminates all the underbrush in a, on an installation. Now, the reason they do this is because when you have maneuvers, you have the units going out, doing stuff out in the woods, 
their vehicles don't start fires. The mortars or whatever they're using, the flares don't start widespread forest fires that kill, you know, thousands of people destroy homes and all that other shit, especially in well manicured places. They don't destroy all of that. That's why they do it. They do it for a reason yet. California can't seem to pick up on this little fact that the military knows how to do and the military does it so regularly that it's gotten to the point now where even out here, uh, the closest military installation to us is, uh, Fort Stewart. We can smell it here when Fort Stewart is burning. Yep. Cause it, if the wind's blowing the right direction and it's, it's about 50 miles away, it's blowing the smoke towards us. We can smell when Fort Stewart's burning. They do it once every year for like three weeks, they shut everything down and they burn out everything underneath and the ranges. It It's probably the best thing for the environment yet. California still hasn't figured that out yet how to do that. So I'm confused how the federal government hasn't stepped in to help them understand that. Look, if you do this, we can actually show you in data how this works and how it saves uh, towns, cities, everything. It saves all this stuff because there's nothing to burn. There's nothing to catch fire when you burn it all out. Well, the previous administration understood that it wasn't their place to step in and help a state like that because that's, you know, why we have well, he did, and the Constitution. But Trump did. No, he did. He, he showed he, up and he explained it to them. He gave them advice, and but they, he didn't force it. They gave him But don't worry, a I'm barrel. sure now that the military is run by a bunch of woke libtards that they'll probably stop burning. Well, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's bad for the environment. Exactly. You know, never mind all those broken ankles and punctured tires and forest fires that are going to occur. You know, well, you'll have that mortars dropping around you, but hey, whatever. So, uh, a little housekeeping while we wrap up here, since our last episode was really long, we're trying not to make this one quite as long. Um, Mick talked about uh, yellow buttons in Indiana. Then you heard from a friend of his, uh, Tara V responded in our. Well, I got it. It was a possible new source, and I'm okay. just trying to confirm or deny what he's told me. I have no other way to do it other than this show. So, I thought I'd throw it out to you all. And apparently I got a comment back. Yeah. So uh, Tara B in our podcast chat, uh, the Patriot Party podcast chat on Telegram said, hey, guys, I'm in Indiana. We do not have the yellow buttons going on, at least not in my school district or the surrounding areas. Parents have been very vocal this year, which is awesome to see. Yes, it is. There would be a massive response if they tried doing that. So that is very good to hear. So I, I have a question. And yeah, I'm going to kind of stick up for this guy because I'm not, again, I'm not 100% sure on him, but. I want to believe everybody because I have that ability that I think most people want to tell the truth. What is going on in Indiana? What exactly? And I might, he may have told me the wrong state. I might have to call him back and be like, Hey, you sure it's in Indiana and not another state? Uh, Cause there's a bunch of states that start with I, I mean, Illinois, Indiana, Illinois would not surprise me. That would not surprise me either. I, I actually was a little taken back by Indiana, but I heard it was Indiana. So I was going with it and, so I don't know uh, if you're telling me no, then, hey, I'm down with that. I will call him out on it. Well, I won't call him out on it. I'm just going to tell him. Okay, I got you. Oh, there's one more story I forgot. I almost forgot. <gasps> Jimmy Fallon's a pedo. Really? Really. How'd you find that out? Uh, he is being sued in the state of New York. He's accused of emailing a 15-year-old girl and drinking with a 16-year-old girl at a Saturday Night Live after party. And Horatio Sands is accused of sexually assaulting the 16-year-old girl that Jimmy Fallon was drinking with. That was the uh, second district court of New York? Um, 
You want to say? N-Y-S-C-E-F? Yeah, that's a, no, that's a, that's the SEC. What are you talking about? No, it's, uh, well, th- where it is is apps.court.state.ny.us backslash N-Y-S-C-E-F. Yeah, I think it's a second district. So anyway, Jimmy Fallon's going down. Um, well, maybe. It's the just maybe stand by the Supreme Court of New York. Yeah, it's a second district. But anyway, just stand by. Let's yes, just wait absolutely. on that. It's it's against uh, Universal NBC again. SNL Studios, Horatio Sanchez, um, and Jimmy Fallon's also the biggest dude they've got in there right now. So yeah. So uh, stand by. He also probably if that's the case, if Jimmy Fallon's in there, that means he's also involved in uh, drinking a drink of Crone. Uh, He's rocking the adrenochrome crutch, you know, until he's staying so young type thing. It would not surprise me if Jimmy Fallon was a pedo. I'm just saying. So, whatever. Um, I'm in a new Discord, which you have to get into because they have a flat earth guy in there, Mick. So, um, they want you in there to because he needs a friend in there. Uh, but it is called the rabbit hole on Discord. So... Lots of cool people in there. I really got booted from Discord, though. No, you no, remember. you got booted from the No Mercy Discord because you were you, you said things that they they found um, offensive. If you remember, you didn't get fully banned from Discord. I thought I thought I got fully banned, but okay. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, the rabbit hole. Come hang out in uh, the rabbit hole Discord. It's a lot of fun. I'll post the link in our Telegram as well. Um, so uh, they do live chat streams all the time. Our friend New York Patriot is in there. Uh, he's actually the one that gave me the invite. So we're going to be bringing him on here soon. He does the occult rejects. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We've just been so wrapped up in um, politics that we have not had. Literally the political progression, if you all have not noticed, is a three-day, I've noticed it's a three-day cycle. Every three days, you have new politic political news that's out, and normally it's really damning from one side to the other. I've been trying to keep up, and it's it's getting really difficult because like every three days we're coming out with something else that's like. And actually, I've reached out to I've, um, a little bit more housekeeping too because I told you I had another story that we we're going to get to earlier, and I've got some other. Uh, I've got. I'm waiting to hear back from my sources, and they have not gotten back to me yet. But if what I'm about to talk about in the next episode is going to happen. Uh, the September 11th or the August 11th thing that we talked about originally yeah, is again, something that we manipulated the wrong date from, and we just have to add 11. Add 11 to August 11th. Correct. So August 22nd, Correct. which is the day that the, Arizona audit results are supposed to drop. Correct. I hate throwing out I dates though. Cause just, they always burn us. I know. I just heard this though. It just, I, I got a, a message today. I'm trying to confirm it via another source. I've got three different people looking into it right now. They don't know each other. So neither one has any idea of which one is doing what they don't even know that the three people know me. So this is really un it, it's completely unconfirmed right now. I had one source bring it to me. I've got three more working it right now. I'm trying to find out if this is actually what is going to happen. But from what I understand, August 22nd is the date we will go to back to full lockdown. If you have not noticed, I, we walked into church this morning. What did you see? 
uh, half the pews blocked off again. Okay. So I'm just saying. The first school district in Georgia completely shut down. Shut down, down went back to virtual schooling. Yep. There is a ton of shit happening Although all over I, again. I will say Hawaii locked back down on they did. the 11th. They did lock down yep. on the 11th. Apparently they now, didn't get the message that it was delayed. No, they didn't get the teletype. The teletype didn't get there in time. I guess not. So listen, I, 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 I know we were wrong on the 11th, but I think it's not that we were wrong. I think what we were wrong on is... It got pushed back. Something moved it. And the EBS did happen on the 11th. It did. Did but you get one? No. I didn't either. Do you know what time it happened, though? I found this out, too. It was, I, a, it was supposed to be at like 2.15 in the afternoon. No. No? No, it's 2.15 in the morning. Okay. So this is why I'm saying that I think the information we're getting is the right information, but what I think we're getting is everything is 11 hours later or 11 days later. Interesting. Because look I, at how I it's heard that eighty eight percent of the um, the like cell phone carriers blocked the EBS message. Actually, I heard the opposite; they were going to let it go through. Well, I didn't get it on my phone. I didn't get it either, but it also went through at two fifteen in the morning. Did not go through at two fifteen in the afternoon. So I think somebody read the clock wrong, and I think the government still tells military time. And some people thought, man, two. Well, that's two o'clock in the afternoon. No, that means two a.m. Zero two one five. Okay, that's a yeah, absolutely. That's a very good possibility because zero two one five is two fifteen in the morning. It is not. That would be fourteen. That'd be fourteen fifteen. Yeah, fourteen fifteen. So yep. I, I got you there. So I think there's a little fuck up on that part. And again, I'm saying it would be eleven hours later. That would be accurate. That is eleven. Everything's eleven now. I'm notice that one. Isn't that weird? How we went from seventeen to eleven. Now everything's coming down to eleven. I'm just waiting. This is going to go to nines. When it goes to nines, we're fucked. I see. Because a... you have to remember what was Q's like. I think it's his two hundred thirty second post, something like that. It was two thirty two, two thirty two, two forty one, something like that. And he talked about nines. Everything happens on the nines. I'd have to look it up. But, but yeah, everything yeah, happens I on the you. nines and he's not talking about dressing to the nines. Well, you know, 1111, I see 1111 on the clock all the time, yep. like every day. I'm not, sometimes if I'm awake that late, like tonight, I see 1111 on the clock every single day, at least once a day, if not twice a day. Throwing it out there. Did you know that means that uh, supposedly it means if you see eleven eleven over and over again that there's an angel watching over you? Supposedly, yeah. So I hope that's true. The nines is a different story. I hope it's my uncle Kevin. Nines are like the devil. And I bring that up. Um, at, you you know you know. How no no no! You're not doing that. Stop! <laughs> shut your mouth right now! Don't you dare! You're not going to send people down that rabbit hole. Not tonight. Was, no oh. no. Zip it. So I can't end on a black pill like I normally do. No, you can't. So we know that Jimmy Fallon's a pedo. Do you have anything else to add today? Uh, just what I was going to no, say. No, no, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Because if that's the case, I'm just going to start the music and just say, yep, you're done. And mute oh, your mic and have a good night. Fine. We're not going to take it. Um, uh, no, just a, a shout out to some new listeners. Uh, the Air Force in New Jersey. So welcome aboard the Patriot Party train. It's going to be Oh, do I know blast. who that is? Yes. I do know do. who that is. Yes. How so, did she find us? I uh, I sent it to her. I was talking to her today. Yeah. yeah so you black you, you red pilled her, huh? She's been there. No oh, bullshit. She's in Jersey. Jesus. Well, you know how they are in Jersey. It's, Jesus. it's all it's all good. Anywho. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to take it for the Mick and V Lynn. 
You all have a good night. Thanks and, for listening. Uh, yes. And we will talk to you later. And uh, enjoy. In a few days. Good night. Yeah.